Hare Krishna, I welcome you to everyday chant Harinam conference call. Today we are, we are very fortunate to have Her Grace, Prema Padmini Devi Dasi Mataji from India to enlighten us on verse 13 of chapter 8, Canto 5. Uh, Mataji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Whenever you are ready, you take over the call. Thank you very much, Mataji. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Prabhupada. All glories to Gurudev. <clears throat> okay. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Naranchaiva Narutamam Vivim Saraswatim Vyasam Tadu Jayamudira Yit Nashta Praishwa Bhadrisu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloki Bhakti Bhavati Naistiki Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langayate Girim Yat Kripatamaham Vande Sri Gurum Dinatarinam Paramananda Madhavam Sri Chaitanya Ishwaram Timad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 8, Text 13. Patishucha Mugdha Bhavena Tatra Tatra Vishakta Mati Pranaya Bhara Hridaya Karpanyat Kandeno Dvahati Evam Utsanga Urasi Sadha Yopalalayan Mudham Paramam Avapa Patishu on the forest paths also Mukda Bhavena by the childish behavior of the deer Tatra Tatra here and there Visaktamati, whose mind was too much attracted, Pranaya, with love, Bhara, Bhara, loaded, Hridaya, whose heart, Karpanyat, because of affection and love, Sandena, by the shoulder, Udvahati, carries, Levam, in this way, Utsangi, sometimes on the lap, Urasi, on the chest, while sleeping, also, Adaya, keeping, Upalalayan, fondling, mudham, mudham, pleasure, paramam, very great, avapa, he felt. When entering the forest, the animal would appear very attractive to Maharaja Bharata due to its childish behavior. Maharaja Bharata would even take the deer on his shoulders and carry it due to affection. His heart was so filled with great love for the deer that he would sometimes keep it on his lap or when sleeping on his chest. In this way, he felt great pleasure in fondling the animal. Purport. His divine grace is Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Maharaja Bharat left his home, wife, children, kingdom, and everything else to advance in his spiritual life in the forest. But again, he felt victim to material affection due to his attachment to an insignificant pet deer. What then was the use of his renouncing his family? One who is serious in advancing his spiritual life should be very cautious. 
not to become attached to anything but Krishna. Sometimes, in order to preach, we have to accept many material activities, but we should remember that anything, everything is for Krishna. If we remember this, there is no chance of our being victimized by material activities. Om Ajnana Timarindasya Gyan Jana Shalukya Sakshurun Militam Ena Tasmai Sri Guruvi Nama Nama Om Vishnu Padai Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Shimate Jayapataka Swamanati Namne Nama Achari Padai Nithai Kripa Pradayani Gorakatha Damdai Nagargam Tarni Nama Om Vishnu Padai Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamanati Namne Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharni Nirvisisha Sunivadi Pashtata Deshtarni Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunatyananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gaurabhatta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare When entering the forest, the animal would appear very attractive to Maharaja Bharata due to its childish behavior. Maharaja Bharata would even take the deer on his shoulders and carry it due to affection. His heart was so filled with great love for the deer that he would sometimes keep it on his lap or when sleeping on his chest. In this way, he felt great pleasure in fondling the animal. And this imagine why uh, such an exalted, elevated devotee like Bharata Maharaja, who is described as having reached the uh, level of bhava just before Krishna Prem, um, he was full of ecstasy and all ashtasatika, uh, you know, he had all those bhavas in his body. Uh, the body was, uh, you know, experiencing all those emotions of bhavas. And um, now, just by an insignificant deer, I mean, uh, just because of being attached to the deer, he was coming completely getting attached to maya. So this is how maya can enter anywhere, even a small, little, tiny... Uh, uh, you know, something you window you give, then she can enter. She will immediately, Maya Japatilya, uh, you know, the um, Bengali says that when you give it to her, Maya, wherever there is not Krishna, little bit of non-Krishna is there, she is waiting, especially when you advance in Krishna consciousness. And because in the beginning we are mostly in Maya, sometimes we are in Krishna consciousness. And then as we advance in Krishna consciousness and we are always thinking of Krishna, then if there are some breaks in between, then she's waiting how to enter through those cracks. And, um, you know, so uh, so he just, um, you know, he lost, uh, this is how Maya's, he, he should have consulted his guru, he should have associated with Vaishnavas so that he could consult them uh, about what to do. He was just using his own intelligence, he was all alone. And sometimes we... Even see, such an exalted devotee can also lose his intelligence. What is intelligence? Intelligence is described as the ability to discri- uh, discriminate between what is matter, what is spirit. And we might think, yeah, I know what is all Maya, what is all Krishna. It seems pretty simple to me. But when it is, when you're actually facing it, when it is your experience of some pleasure, or some emotion, and that time the intelligence gets bewildered when Maya attacks because he was thoroughly justifying his active actions by saying because his heart was feeling great compassion for the deer. Uh, but 
that compassion he he couldn't discriminate between material compassion and spiritual compassion uh, we are uh, actually uh, always told to have spiritual compassion because material compassion we can't do everything for a person something we can help people but ultimately who can really help only krishna can whatever we can we do but and especially those who are spiritualists or you know uh, uh, concentrating on devotional service should show spiritual compassion and somehow we should help people materially also only if we can give them also spiritual uh, we can elevate them spiritually then our uh, service is really complete and not only that we will not become materially attached otherwise if we start this is where it is a subtle difference and even imagine at up to the stage of bhava which is 99% pure devotional service only 1% chance of falling down and krishna is showing us by his example that how even such an exalted state if you are a little inattentive you can fall down little inattentive so chaitanya mahaprabhu said two things you should guard yourself against one is vaishnava prad which can also make you fall down from a very elevated stage like even the bhava stage the other is material attachments and so he, here it was just like arjuna you know arjuna was feeling so much compassion for all the people who had come to fight in the war and you know so he was uh, telling krishna you know he was giving all the list of very materially very very sound logic and uh, you know about uh, and uh, reasons as to why the war should not be fought and he said hope so many people will suffer because of that um but um the thing is um uh, then krishna completely smashed it by saying why are you talking like a fool you are you talking great things actually you are a fool because you are not talking about spiritual compassion you are on the bodily concept so because arjuna spoke to krishna directly and krishna just chastised him it was similar actually here bharata maharaj was feeling compassion to a deer which is also i mean he was not thinking of himself actually he was just but he was getting thinking of its material um, suffering i mean he didn't want that uh, deer to be neglected because now it is far away from any of its uh dear uh, brethren and nobody to take care and it needs it's a small child which has come to the world and so he wanted to give protection but it's thinking of the and he cannot elevate the deer that's the thing it if, if there was a possibility if it was a human child or something there's a possibility i mean he can elevate it to krishna consciousness so then even if he takes care of the child he can teach it uh, krishna consciousness right from you know a uh, uh, small child only it's always hearing krishna's names prasadam and all that and then later on he can train so then that is okay you can dovetail your material compassion and make it spiritual by elevating that uh, child to krishna consciousness but in this case you cannot elevate a deer to krishna consciousness but instead he how could he interact with the deer by coming to its level he had to uh, like uh, oh the deer is playfully running so he also gets attacked he has to run like that he has to pound it he has to uh, come down to its level to communicate he, if he is just chanting the deer will uh, be totally lost 
So, because he was uh, coming down to his life, because this is only a material relationship. And, uh, and he didn't even realize that is how Maya is so slick. That he initially started as material compassion. I mean, he, he thought he was being very compassionate. And Prabhupada also explains that a devotee's heart, normally because it's very, very soft, and especially someone in the bhava stage, uh, the, the symptoms of bhava is that one's heart becomes so soft, filled with love for Radha and Krishna and to all the living entities. So he, but he was not, one person's impurity was there, the chance to be tinged with material uh, attraction, attachment. And so because of that, he, um, you know, um, he uh, became attached to this year. He didn't. He couldn't discriminate. He should have, uh, actually, when he was not following his regulative principles properly, because of being too, uh, you know, all the time playing with the deer and uh, taking care of it, he should have consulted, um, you know, consulted his guru, consulted senior Vaishnavas or something. Can I do this? What's happening? What to do with the deer? That's why in our devo- devotional life, we should never become sentimental. Sometimes people become very sentimental. Oh, I like it because, you know, uh, you can justify it. Even a person like Arjuna could justify material things. I mean, if the thinking was faulty and he just, uh, because he was sentimentally attached um, to the sentimental means, senses and mind. Right? You're attached to the, on the bodily platform and on the mental platform. Sentimental. So he became sentimentally attached to all these, um, his, um, uh, you know, relatives and everyone. And because of that, uh, and he thought it was totally justified. He was preaching to Krishna about why the war is uh, not, I mean, he needs to teach Krishna about that. He was telling, (laughs) he was, in fact, he was uh, advising Krishna that the war is not correct because so many people will be killed and because of that society will be put into great... uh, Calamity because all the men will be killed and then the women will be, they will take to, uh, you know, uh, whatever, prostitution. I mean, they will, will be unchaste and uh, there will be Varna Shankara and so many. And then um, all the Shrad ceremonies will not be performed. So many, uh, you know, so-called, uh, I mean, uh, very justifiable reasons. And one might think he's so... Uh, you know, uh, he's so actually so compassionate. And Prabhupada also, he glorifies Arjuna in, in one verse, he says, uh, purport, he says that he, only, because Arjuna is so soft-hearted, being such a kind devotee, a wonderful devotee of the Lord, then in the next purport, he completely smashes this as ignorance. It is on the bodily concept and uh, so on. So, um, but there is a thin line and one has to be able to discriminate what is matter, what is spirit. Now here you should have thought that if I'm, I mean, his entire spiritual life, he was just sacrificing it for the sake of a small deer. And at that time, he didn't even realize because in the Bhava stage, what happens is um, one is not so attached to the regulative principles. Because there is spontaneous attraction to Krishna. And so, these regulative principles are not like Vaidhi Bhakti. In Vaidhi Bhakti, we can clearly see who is in Maya. If they stop, um, oh, I'm not chanting my 15 rounds or one regulative principle isn't gone. 
or I'm not attending uh, the something. Uh, because why the bhakti? You have to be very regular, otherwise it's finished. Your consciousness will be gone. But here, because he was in Raganuga bhakti, where it is spontaneous attraction to Krishna, and the Vaidhi uh, regulatory principles are not so much emphasized. It is your love and meditation uh, of Krishna which is more important. And he was always thinking about Krishna and he was filled with tears. He was crying all the time and his um, ears were standing on him. So it was very difficult actually for him to uh, see the difference of his falling down. Because anyway, those activities, he must have justified that, you know, those regulatory principles are not so important. Love is important. And he was feeling so much love. But he didn't realize that the love was getting transformed from, transferred from Krishna to the deer. He didn't even realize it. He initially thought it to be a part and parcel of Krishna and uh, living, uh, you know, jiva and it needs uh, protection and all that. He was seeing like that. And so initially we cannot even discriminate. At when you are in the field of action and you are taking and that is why we should not be so sure about our own judgment. Because while you are you know, experiencing something and then you can easily be swayed by your mind and senses. And someone who can see it more objectively, who, cannot, who is not experiencing your senses and mind and they can just clearly see the situation, will be, I mean, especially a devotee, uh, uh, advanced devotee, will be able to discriminate, hey, this is total maya, don't do this. If what you're thinking of the deer and all, oh, what will happen to the deer? And okay, you go give it to somebody else or you leave it near the village or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, whatever uh, it could be, whatever some practical uh, this thing or just allow it to, um, you know, put it in a deer, um, wherever some deers are there or whatever. It's not your duty, right? We cannot take the responsibility for the whole world. It is Krishna's duty. Krishna takes care of everyone. And sometimes he assigns the responsibility to different people to do it. But he thought that he was responsible for the deer, but he wasn't. He, he had to check whether this is my responsibility. You can go and ask the Guru, is this my responsibility to make sure that the deer is alive? Or what should I do? So this is the fine, I mean, this whole thing is, whenever we think of fall down, we always quote Bhartha Maharaja. How we have a little inattention in spiritual life can cause havoc. Even after such an advanced level, he could have easily gone up to complete a prema, which is no question of fall down. And so elevated. I mean, great acharyas are all in that level. And uh, he, honestly, he is, uh, you know, uh, he was a little careless. And that is why Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was very, very particular to, you know, sometimes he would take such extreme steps and you think, oh my God, why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so strict, uh, you know, about uh, things and severe punishments and all that. Because the, everybody needs an example, you know, a stark example. Like for falling down, this Bharatamaraj's example is such a uh, amazing thing that somebody so advanced can fall down so badly that he is born as a deer and then next life he had to take and then get perfection. So everybody thinks, oh, I better be careful. I should not keep pets and all that in my house. People are attached to pets, right? And they will say, my dog is a Vaishnava, you know. 
it always eats prasadam and says, when I say, when I'm chanting Hare Krishna, it always comes and sits near me and that's with it, whatever. But in the, I mean, you must see whether you're getting attached, right? Um, you can keep it outside, okay, give prasadam, make it here Hare Krishna Kirtan, that is fine, outside the house. The dog's place is always outside the house. It's not meant to be inside the house. Uh, and if you, but if you think, oh, no, no, it is also a Vaishnava dog, you know, and so it's okay, it comes and it'll sit next to me, even when I'm chanting and I'm worshipping deities also, it'll come and uh, sit next to me. So now what happens is, all the, what about cleanliness <laughs> aspect? And then, even while you're worshipping, then you might be a little attached to the dog, right? The dog might come and lick you while you're doing the puja or the chanting. And think, so it's such a nice doggy. It's uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I mean, your attention will be drawn. And then you'll not be able to focus completely on Krishna. So this is where the sentimentalism has to be checked. And um, what is really good for our spiritual progress. And it may seem a little, uh, you know, uh, too uh, severe. But that is how it is. Maya and Krishna are two on opposite poles. You cannot compromise. You can't think one leg here, one leg there, and I will manage. No. You have to make the choice. And if you choose Maya, <laughs> then that's very bad. Uh, so, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then we see in the example of uh, Chota Haridas, uh, actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's compassion personified. He's always forgiving for everyone. But in this case, what happened was, one day, he told Shuklambara Brahmachari that I want to come and eat in your house. And Shuklambara Brahmachari, he was actually Sudama in the previous life. And in every life, he comes as a very, you know, impoverished devotee in, in the service of the Lord. And uh, he used to just take a small uh, a cloth bag, and his thing was to go from door to door, and beg from all people, even poor people also, he, whatever little bit they used to give, he used to take very happily, bless them, chant Hare Krishna, and move on. And so, at the end of the day, whatever he had collected, he would cook, offer it to Krishna, and eat. And actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu really uh, liked his, uh, so, I mean, loved this devotee so much, that once what happened, uh, you know, they were having... Um, and Sankirtan, uh, past times they were all dancing and singing and all that in Srivast Thakurra's house. And this uh, Shuklambra Brahmachari was dancing away in abandon, you know. And he was having this um, uh, this bag. He always had this bag strung onto his neck, always with him. And then he was dancing so vigorously and the bag also was bumping up and down. And it made such a hilarious sight. And all the devotees were laughing. And even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu laughed. They smiled. And then he called him to him. Come here, Shukla Brahmachari. And he, then he said, uh, he put his hand right into this uh, bag. And he put, uh, took out the rice and put it into his mouth. So, my God, Shukla Brahmachari said, my Lord, what are you doing? This is all broken rice. Yeah, you know, why are you eating this? He said, no, no. My devotee, whatever he has, uh, you know, uh, that is very tasty. His love and devotion is what is. Uh, very pleasing to me. And he said, life after life, you know, I do this past time with you, that I myself take from your uh, bag whatever you have and I eat it. So, 
uh, that is uh, the relationship between Chutlam Brahmachari and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he told him one day, I'm coming to your house for lunch. Now, Chutlam Brahmachari was terrified. First of all, okay, food to cook, you can always uh, manage to, you know, go beg, uh, get some things, or some devotees might give you things. That is okay. But to cook, he was nervous. Oh, my God, I'm so unqualified. Wow, I will cook for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then all the devotees, you know, pacified, no, 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 you can't, don't worry, uh, the Lord is very kind and all that. So somehow he managed to cook a very nice, simple but very tasty meal and he gave him. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very easy, I mean, very happy and he was eating. But while he was eating that rice, he said, who has brought this rice? Uh, so because actually Shuklambara Brahmachari wanted to have the tastiest of rice, you know, the best aromatic and um, very fine, delicate rice he wanted. So he made, uh, he requested Junior Haridas, please, you know, you get some rice from somewhere. And um, so Junior Haridas went to Madhavi Mataji's house. She is quite elderly and um, she was one of the close associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the only Mataji who was allowed near Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. She is so elevated. And she, uh, with her brother, Shikki Mahiti. So, that is an exalted Mataji. And uh, Junior Haridas went there to take rice from her. Now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could know that he had taken from a Mataji. Then he said, why did this sannyasi go to a Mataji? And alone he was there. And he took the rice and he looked at her lustfully. So, I... I don't want to see Junior Haridas again. That's it. He, I mean, it seemed like too severe. What is this? He, I don't know whether actually he saw last because he's quite elderly and all that. But even then, as Paramatma, we don't know. Maybe he did. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that I don't want to see him at all. And all the devotees, and he was, Junior Haridas was finished fallen, you know, he didn't know what to do. And uh, he was crying constantly and trying to keep going, you know, wherever Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was there from a far distance, you keep, uh, you know, uh, looking at him, hoping for his mercy. And devotees also encouraged me, you know, encouraged him, no, no, you continue, the Lord is very merciful, he'll forgive you. Normally, he forgives everyone. But in this case, for one year, every day, every program, whatever it is, Junior Haridas was following him and begging for his mercy from a distance. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu refused to even give him a, any attention. So then he felt, what's the use of my living? If I can never associate with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, better I die. So he went and in the confluence of Allahabad, you know the uh, three rivers in Allahabad, in Prayag, Allahabad, he just gave up his life. And none of the devotees knew anything about it. Suddenly they thought, they saw that Junior Haridas was missing and they didn't know where he went. But he, after his death, he became a Gandharva. And every night, the Gandharvas uh, live above um, uh, earthly planets and uh, also Bhuvarloka and then, um, you know, the Swargaloka is there. Just below the Swargaloka, Gandharvaloka is there. So, he would come every night and sing beautiful Vaishnava songs. And um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would uh, come and listen to it. So he would come and sing for him. And the Lord actually was very happy because he was a very nice devotee. 
बट बिकॉज कहते ना महाप्रभु वॉन्ट टू शो वेरी सिवियर यू नो एग्जाम्पल पीपल विल बी टेरिफाइड टू डू दिस काइंड ऑफ ट्रांसक्रिप्शन सन्यासी शुड बी वेरी 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 केयरफुल एंड नेवर एसोसिएट विद एनी वुमन अलोन दर इज अ बिग इंजंक्शन एंड सो ही डेंट वॉन्ट एनी वन टू सपोज ही फॉरगिवन जूनियर हरदास देन पीपल वुड से ओके इतने महाप्रभु ऑल्सो फर्गेव ना इट्स ओके लिटिल बिट यू कैन मेक मिस्टेक्स एयर इन देर सो ही डेंट वॉन्ट दैट सो ही वॉन्टेड अ वेरी सिवियर एग्जाम्पल बाई विच नो वन विल ड्रीम ऑफ डूइंग दैट एंड सो दैट इज वाई ही Um, you know, uh, for sake. I mean, he used all his devotees to show these big examples. Like Sachi Mata, she said she cannot get Krishna Prem because she committed offence to Advaita Acharya. Actually, poor mother, she was just thinking, "I do this Advaita Acharya. He is um, uh, supposed to be non-different, or he's the same as the Lord, but he's full of Dwaita. Why he, uh, you know, duplicity? <laughs> because he made my son take sannyas. So in this way." Mm, I mean, it wasn't really uh, offence as such, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to show that whoever you may be, if you even mention something about against the Vaishnava, then you won't get Krishna pray. So, like that, uh, we see. We are also uh, how we have to be so discriminating in our, um, uh, you know, uh, in our activities. We should know what is Maya, what is Krishna. We should always that duality. We should actually in the scriptures it's mentioned that you should rise above dualities of heat and cold, uh, happiness, distress, summer, winter, um, profit, loss, uh, gain, and um, uh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, loss. All these things. These are dualities um, in uh, material life, but these are material dualities, and we should go above them. But there is one duality which we should always be aware of. which is matter and spirit that is one thing we should always be very very aware am i uh, is my consciousness consciousness uh, pure am i on the spiritual path or am i slowly deviating and becoming attached to you know initially of course there will be a lot of maya because one devotee said prabhupad what shall i do whenever when i fall into maya Uh, what to do? You know, sometimes I fall into Maya, Prabhupad. So Prabhupad said, sometimes you're always in Maya. Only sometimes you are in Krishna. You fall into Krishna consciousness. So in the beginning, it's like that. That uh, you know, we, we Maya is like you know, we are very comfortable. Maya is also there, and we are also doing Krishna consciousness. But when we follow, I mean, we do the Vaidhi Bhakti, associate with devotees, listen to Bhagavatam, do deity worship, and chant. Uh, by all this, we get more purified. Then we should be able to discriminate more, uh, more and more, so that we avoid Maya completely. Because the higher you go, if you fall down, the greater is the fall. When you are not so high, okay, you fall down a little, you can get up again. But if you go high and you fall down, it's very difficult to again uh, get up. And imagine this Bharata Maharaja, because he became negligent of the worship of the Lord, even he, from that position, he completely gave up devotional service. Stop thinking about Krishna. From that stage also, you can fall down into Maya. That is how difficult it is to go back to Krishna, because this is Maya's world. and we are trying to swim upstream 
uh, you know, against all odds, uh, you know, uh, against all Maya's uh, temptations and all around us, there's so much of uh, people all materialistic and thinking in a different way. And we are trying to go the opposite way or back to Krishna. So, even though it's very difficult, but that is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very m- m- merciful. That in Kali Yuga, he has given us a very nice, I mean, he has put it all in a capsule form. And if we keep worshipping Guru and Gauranga, somehow every day, I mean, the five-point program, which um, this one, uh, Rupa Goswami has given in the Nectar of Devotion, what are the five most important parts of sadhana? First is deity worship. Second, um, uh, what's the second one? Um, Bhagavatam, listening to Srimad Bhagavatam. Third, associating with devotees, advanced devotees. And fourth is Sankirtan and Japa, Sankirtanam. And fifth is residing in a holy place. Of course, that holy place can be taken as, um, I mean, in the temple, in any place, as well as home, if you may have an altar deity and you're doing deity worship and, uh, you know, the chanting and other devotional activities, but you can also consider it as a holy place. So these are the five most important aspects of our sadhana. And this includes, uh, if, I mean, you know, what Prabhupada has given us as the morning program includes all of this. That is, we are doing deity worship, and we are, um, after the uh, morning, I mean, entire morning of Amangalati, we have Srimad Bhagavatam class, and then we have <coughs> association of devotees, and um, uh, for this, uh, I mean, we are doing Sankirtan, and we are doing Japa in the morning program, and fifth is, uh, it is a holy place, because wherever all these activities are happening, is a holy place, so, these five things, Prabhupada is, you know, made sure that we are following all these five things. And of course, in the ten rules, uh, you know, most important things, five of those, uh, I mean, which uh, Rupa Goswami is given among the 64 principles he has given for devotional service, Ten of, the first ten are uh, the most important, and the and next ones are the don'ts, the do's and the don'ts. And then uh, ancillary, uh, ancillary principles are there, 44 after that. So in the duels, the first five are to all to do with the spiritual master. So is that first thing is you should take shelter of a bona fide spiritual master and uh, take shelter of his limited feet. Then second, to be initiated by him, to follow all his instructions and render service to him. And third, you should uh, obey, uh, sorry, um, yeah, you should take initiation and serve and uh, with devotion. And third one is to obey all his instructions. Then fourth is to inquire from him how to make further advancement. We have to be eager. I mean, it is not like Guru is not like, okay, I took a Guru now, fine. That I, I can tell everyone I also have a Guru. But no, the Guru is so that we can make further spiritual progress. We should be always... Uh, you know, in, um, uh, very eager. And I should ask my guru, are you happy with my service? Please tell me how I can make progress like that. We should always, and maybe always we are not able to talk to the guru 
though of course whenever you get to meet him or you can even con- uh, contact him through the internet email uh, through the uh, through his servants and so on but apart from that we have guru also manifested in the form of a, of his photo of uh, so we can pray to him every day do guru puja and then that makes you very strong that makes you connected to the guru guru both um, diksha guru as well as diksha guru prabhupada also i mean prabhupada is the founder uh, top most uh, um the foremost diksha guru of the entire scot so we worship him also founder acharya and the diksha guru who also is also a diksha guru no mostly and um, so by worshiping guru worship is very much promoted by prabhupada he said every day you should worship the guru and uh, also uh, you know give him for to forgive our offenses then we can make very rapid progress um so the uh, um yeah so that is uh, that, that constitutes the vaidhi bhakti and if when, when we are doing that uh, then what happens but if you are strictly following the rules and regulations and uh, four regulative principles and the sadhana bhakti including chanting um very nicely then we come to the state of you know all the anarthas have to go away we have to be very careful about pulling out the weeds from our heart all those things which uh, prevent us from surrendering to krishna from developing a taste in devotional service everything that all those materialistic attachments both gross and subtle those you know because of uh, sense gratification we may be attached and some because of this impersonalism that kind of attachments ajnana vairagya those sort of things and third kind of attachment is because of bhakti you may get so many things like you know name fame position glory uh, even money so many things and that also you should not be attached to so these are all anarthas which tap all the devotional energy and just like weeds which take away all the nutrients from the soil and then doesn't allow the real plant to grow in the same way our bhakti will become very weak if we allow sense gratification of any of all these other things and instead we should always be um, you know very certain what is my position i am a servant of krishna and whatever i do must be for his pleasure not just and proper gives the example of a cashier who's counting the money for the bank or or for any company he is not going to take one rupee also or one dollar even for himself okay everything is for the company in the same way we have to be very sure that the owner is krishna and he is okay given me something for myself also for my maintenance and other things whatever for my life but that also is given by krishna and my body also is being given by krishna and i have to uh, you know justify i have to show my employer no that okay you're paying me some salary i have to justify that okay you pay me the salary because i'm using it properly right i mean i'm pay i mean i'm doing something to deserve it so in the same way krishna is benedicting us taking care of us and we have to show that i actually deserve it krishna but uh, but most people squander it by misusing it in sense gratification then what happens 
then slowly you uh, the minute the boss feels that now you have overshot your uh, you know what you deserved whatever you worked for i already gave you and now you're not working anymore okay no more salary so that is how it happens karma is like that you do something good and then you get something in return and then you don't do anything to deserve it you don't get it and but whatever we may have done and instead we do negative things then it's very bad then we'll be punished also so but when we come to our senses and then we think oh actually you know what i'm i'm supposed to work for the company i'm supposed to work for the boss i have been doing all these side business uh, you know corruption taking uh, you know um, taking bribes from people and then whatever is supposed to go for the company i take it for myself i keep doing like that and then that is why i was suffering i was punished and um, now okay then uh, of course that um, normal material boss may not accept your uh, you know please forgive me from now on i don't do they may not believe us but krishna is so kind that if we really uh, beg him uh, you know for, for forgiveness and say that okay from now on you know i'll work as a servant a servant works for the pleasure of the boss and what a boss krishna is a super wonderful boss who really is actually the doer of everything the controller of everything and he is the one who is doing everything actually we are supposed to be the secondary doers we also do it's not that we simply sit and watch and he does everything but we are the secondary doers or rather we are like uh, instruments like how prabhupad gives the example of the body using each part of the body the hand for example hand is part of the body the doer is the body right the uh, but the body tells the hand come bring this article to me so the hand goes and does it so actually the body is only supplying the energy the uh, you know it's giving the instructions to the uh, the hand go and bring it and the hand simply has to follow instructions so the hand is the servant of the body but uh, when the body eats food that energy itself goes to the hand also so in the same way we are secondary doers we are um, we are order carriers when we realize that then we feel so peaceful because we white yeah, otherwise we think you know oh, everything is sitting on my head i'm the one who has to do this if i'm not there what will happen all these sort of uh, you know we uh, this is um, because of uh, ignorance when we understand i am see in this case also in maharaja bharata's case he forgot that he is only a servant of krishna he is not the doer he is not the controller he is not the possessor nothing he could have just prayed to krishna for he was in such ecstatic love for krishna he could have just meditated on his guru on krishna you are the you are actually the protector of this dear now you do krishna you tell me what i am supposed to do he could have consulted even within a thought he could have consulted because he was so elevated that is what he forgot for a moment that he is not the controller we keep on forgetting that that is the problem and um, so that, that is when it, it becomes very confusing what am i supposed to do if i don't do this that will happen no we are supposed to please krishna what he wants and sometimes it may seem to a material because of material attachment we may think oh it seems to uh, you know it's uh, impossible and so on that is only because of misidentification with our body instead of the soul 
if we identify with our soul, then it becomes very easy that I am a servant of Krishna. I am supposed to do what Krishna wants. And Krishna takes care of everyone. Everyone. Whoever, even your closest of kids in the family are all taken care of by Krishna, are all controlled by Krishna. We are nothing. We are like puppets. I, maybe in normal times, uh, we may not be able to realize that because according to karma, Krishna allows us to feel that you are only feeding someone, you are also only taking care of your children, and you are one spouse, and you are so much, uh, you know, uh, like uh, we help one another, and you can't live without one another. I mean, like that. That is just an illusory kind of um, uh, temporary arrangement Krishna creates, just so that we can, you know, uh, enjoy that away from Krishna, because we wanted some relationship without Krishna. So Krishna says, okay, have it. But if you really, a devotee should not get carried away by that. He should bring Krishna into the relationship and understand that actually the real love is in the spiritual world, I mean, real love even in the material world, spiritual world also, and especially in the material world, because it's not like that, what we should remember is, that all of us are servants of Krishna and only in that original state we can be ever be happy. Our relationships are also pure and free from all hypocrisy, selfishness, you know, um, uh, this thing, uh, illusions. The real truth is when we understand we're all servants of Krishna and then we help one another to serve Krishna and we love each other because we love Krishna together, that, uh, you know, that shared um, closeness. That is real love. That uh, example, prime example is Pandavas. Right? They all, each of them love Krishna completely. And they also loved each other so much that they couldn't live without uh, each other. If they live together, they died together, everything. After death also, they are always together. So much love for each other. But actually, that love is fortified by their love for Krishna. So, those who think, oh, Krishna or, uh, you know, family life means no Krishna. I mean, they think either or, I have to take sannyas, otherwise it's not possible. No. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave us such a powerful medicine by which you can cure that material uh, attraction by and do yukta vairagya. That is why he said, grihitako vanitako sadahari bolidako. In the Bhagavatam, you see all people going to the one only for spiritual advancement. Okay, go to the forest, leave the family, go to the forest, then only you can progress. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Kali Yuga said, Grihetako Vanitako, never mind, forest or home, doesn't matter. Sada Hari Boledako, you just chant the names of Hari, then you will be transcendental wherever you are. So, that is what, we have got a very, very strong, potent uh, method of connecting to Krishna, which is so strong, that it can override all these other material attachments and make us do yukta vairagya. And that, uh, you know, somehow, if we can make everybody Krishna conscious. And sometimes, what to do? Actually, you know, in the beginning, we feel very bad, very disturbed if our family members don't take to Krishna consciousness. We feel so bad. And we don't know how to, you know, uh, relate because they want to do all materialistic things and we don't want, uh, we want to do spiritual things and there doesn't seem to be a common thing and they cannot appreciate what you're doing and uh, they are thinking you don't love me anymore and you are only thinking of Krishna. All these misconceptions, all these, you know, this. And then you also feel, oh, 
bad that we are not getting the best of things which you are enjoying that is uh, in the beginning one gets disturbed and we may think you know some it is some kind of uh, uh, inability on my part or a lacking in my part that i'm not able to influence my family members sometimes if they don't become devotees we punish i mean we uh, sort of blame ourselves a lot but actually each individual soul is completely um independent to choose krishna or not whether see this is the contaminated consciousness uh, that we have we why we are in the material world the sankhya yoga it uh, says that there are 24 elements uh, of which this material world is made up of and also our bodies made up of 24 elements and what are they the five um, um, five um, uh, this thing um panchabhuta or um, material elements which are uh, earth water air fire ether then you have the five knowledge gathering senses eyes ears nose mouth uh, touch skin then five active senses which are hands legs uh, tongue i mean speech uh, voice and then uh, genitals anus okay that is uh, makes it 15 then uh, the other five is the objects of the senses uh, okay uh, so the uh, touch um, sight sound uh taste and um smell so these are the objects of the senses and so those are 20 and then three which is um subtle senses false ego um intelligence and mind then the 24th element is the one contaminated consciousness the soul is pure it is not material but the contaminated consciousness is part of the material world and what is this contaminated consciousness it is that i don't want to be a servant of krishna i want to think myself independent i want to have some other identity other than identity the servant of krishna uh, so that is um, um uh, you know uh, and uh, we have to um uh, we um, what do you call uh, come out of uh, understand that how um, we have to um so people are independent uh, you know this contaminated consciousness everybody is not uh, eager to become a servant of krishna so krishna has given that independence now what can you do you can only pray for them you can give them prasadam you can give all other mercies sankirtana praying for them ultimately the desire to be a servant of krishna is krishna gives complete independence on the spiritual level we have to blame ourselves if we are not progressing or we are in maya and all that we can't say oh what to do you know i am a pure spirit soul but i am put into this material world what can i do maya is strong no but we are responsible because we have only one independence we can choose whether i want to serve krishna or i don't want to serve krishna i want to be independent so that choice krishna gives everyone now what can you do you can't break your head and uh, if people are not Uh, you know they don't want to choose to serve krishna they adamant i will not serve krishna then what can you do you cannot force and <laughs> krishna himself doesn't force so that is where you have to become detached if you can make them spiritually elevated then very nice you can become very close and it's it's wonderful you know it's very nice uh, in a spiritually also even if there is some material connection that becomes very nice also it is my so and so and they are very nice devotional service you can do together you feel very close to them 
But if they don't want to do, what can you do? Like Prabhupada, what could he do? He, uh, none of his family members, I mean, exalted personality like Prabhupada. But he couldn't interfere with their independence. He would have tried his best to give them all kinds of facilities to become Krishna. Just his presence itself is enough. The whole world became Krishna conscious just seeing Prabhupada. And his own family members didn't become devotees. What to do? So, that is where, and of course, he, he, he didn't abandon them or anything. He did his duty. He was there with them and he wanted to stay on. He was not planning to take sannyas or anything. He thought, I have to get my son married, daughter married, uh, get them a job, all that he was thinking. And, and he was tolerating his wife's non-cooperation also. But when it reached the peak, when she just sold his Bhagavad Gita, I mean, she, this is height of ignorance. Even an ordinary person will never do such a great uh, thing. And she it just revealed her utter contempt for what he was doing. And she said, you choose between me and tea. And she said, I'm choosing tea. Can you imagine that much ignorance? With, <laughs> so what would he do? He, of course, he was, um, you know, he didn't want to do it. But he uh, was forced to do it. And after that, he didn't regret. Because he said, oh, I have got so many children now. So many people are, you know, uh, I, they are in this thing. So, it's this, ultimately, it's the spiritual bonding which unites people. Sometimes, you know, devotees say that I'm talking to some devotee on the phone, you know, my relatives, they become very jealous. Who are you talking to? You don't talk to us like that. So, what to do? They are not uh, Krishna conscious, so we devotees uh, feel very close to other devotees because of love for Krishna. So, they don't want to come to Krishna, but they want materially to be close. And they can't understand, what is this Krishna, Krishna word? How can you love someone you can't see? So this is their problem. Now, uh, and what to do? We have to, just like the deer. And then we may get carried away and we might think, oh, if I have to do my duty now, I have to be very nice to them. Be nice to them only, you know, as long as the goal must be to elevate them in Krishna consciousness. Of course, if you have a family whom you have to maintain and this thing, yeah, we do it. Uh, we have to do it. We can't just abandon saying they're all not becoming devotees, so I'll give up. You have to, uh, Prabhupada showed the way. He was there. He was doing it uh, as his duty. Of course, as long as, you know, they didn't interfere too much. He could have done much more devotional service with more cooperation. None of them cooperated, but still, he somehow managed to stay there and do all the services. But the minute, and his spiritual master was also telling him, now go, uh, you know, and he was reluctant. I mean, he was finding it difficult. It's not easy to just suddenly break away and, uh, like, say, I'll take sannyas. But it was Krishna's hand, and he made his wife do such a thing. So, like that. But um, So, that is why we have to be very careful, not be... Uh, we have to do everything um, knowing that who we are. We should never forget who we are, that we are not this body, we are the soul, we are servant of Krishna. Everybody else is also part and parcel of Krishna. They are all Atmas, they are Jeevas. And this only, this is not the only life. We've had so many other lives and this is just a small junction, I mean, kind of a... Um, um, you know, it's just a temporary thing. It's in a connection with so many lifetimes. So if you're aware of this, then we will uh, behave in an appropriate way. Always remember Krishna. 
when we not make a mistake like Bharata Maharaja, and um, we will be, you know, we will never give up our devotional service. We'll always consult the Guru and Vaishnavas before taking decisions. Very important. We should not think that I know how to, uh, especially, you know, on crucial things which are affecting our devotional lives. We should not make the mistake of taking our own decisions. Yeah. Thank you very much, Hare Krishna. Are there any questions or comments? Hare Krishna Mataji, Madanat Pranam to you, Shiva Prabhupada Ki Jai, Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. I was quite asking, Mataji can continue for longer time, <laughs> 10 minutes more, but uh, it's very <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, <laughs> because of question and answer, normally, you know, <laughs> speak for the full hour and then uh, get so that's why I thought I'll give some time. Yes, yes. No, it's like... Uh, I really liked your class and, you know, um, I had always heard about Bharat Maharaj, right? But today was like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, got the detailed and then your class and then we read it. So there's a 100% proof that, you know, we have to be so careful because we are always in Maya. You said that. We are always in Maya. Only sometime we are in Krishna consciousness because even while we are chanting, our mind is going here and there. You know, so it's mm. like uh, such a powerful process of chanting Well. Lord, we are invoking the Lord to be with us. You know, it's like a private time with Krishna. Uh, you know, like with mm. us and Krishna with the holy name. But the point is, again, that time also, the mind is like, you know, do this, do that. You have to, it keeps going in the future. It keeps thinking about the past, you know. So it's really this thing. Mataji, mm. uh, one point that you made was like, uh, we should be same with devotees and non-devotees, right? You, uh, that, that's a normal thing we hear about. But yes, somehow, uh, you know, with the devotees and non-devotees, our attitude should be same, like our, our way of talking, friendship, things like that. But, but what happens is that it, it is very, very difficult because devotees are so sweet. They, when they talk to you, you know, your anger disappears, your ego goes away and all lust, anger, pride, everything goes away. And then, you know, you talk to them because they're very, very uh, sweet. Most of the devotees, I would say, 90% are very nice. But then what happens is like mm. that sweetness we don't see among other people, you know. And uh, so, mm. you know, like uh, we might, you know, speak in a different tone also with them compared to we, what we'll speak with devotees. And then what happens is mm. because you know, their tone is like that. I mean, it's their tone is not mm. sweet. So then how can we talk sweet, mm. sweet? It's like we have this ego, no? I mean, how can we uh, say, oh, you know, like this and other one? I say, what? you have to say... I never said that you have to take, uh, talk the same way with non-devotees. I never said that. I said, yeah. Ah, I Good. said that they feel as if, uh, you know, their relatives, they think that, oh, why you're not talking with me like that, they think. Okay, do you feel like that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you... Uh, I'm not saying that it is not possible. Did you mention that Isn't we it? should talk the same way to both? Did you mention that? No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I said that no, when no, they no. hear us talking, sometimes yeah. they feel that, oh, they feel a little jealous, you know. How come you're so close to this person and you're not like that with me? Kind of. Because, yes. we, uh, because it's because of love for Krishna, no? So we like the devotees. 
there's so much to uh, talk uh, which is uh, free from any other materialistic kind of uh, feelings and all that uh, yes. you know there is no envy and um, yes, it is like a common thing we share for krishna so they can't understand that that's all i said how yes. how is it possible But Mataji, my my question is that we are uh, we should uh, be the same, uh, but you said we should not be same. But according, okay, what I mean to say is, it is impossible to be same. Even if they say, well, you know, you're talking to devotees so nicely, but you know, you don't have the same interaction with me. But it's because you know you're all. Uh, I mean, I, I don't say anything, but I uh, I feel like my ego comes in the middle because. their tone the way of talking and you know sometimes they get rude sometimes they'll say something and they'll stump you down they'll go from one topic to the other so it is impossible to talk to them like we talk to devotees that's what i wanted to mention no so is it yeah, normal is it what yeah 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 very very good yeah so this is there with everyone right it's not like only i'm facing that <laughs> no everyone yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so it's, it it is difficult but then you know we we try but then we see they go into a different plane and you know like uh, sometimes the ego comes a lot of ego comes sometimes there's so much of criticism in their tone and other things are there and then later on they'll say oh you know yes my fault was there i was very critical because you know in my mind what happened is i saw this and this and then they'll give justification so how long can we keep on uh, you know like uh, know what is in the mind of these materialistic people so it's better to just maintain you know like the kind of a, a little bit distance uh and uh, not get too much into their yeah the main thing is we want to uh, the connection is krishna so with devotees it is not a materialistic attachment that we are showing that oh i like this devotee because uh, of some material thing so we like devotees because of krishna isn't it yes it will be like that so so we feel close because if somebody is a very nice devotee and serving very nicely krishna then we want to associate with them so that we can also get krishna i mean that bhakti isn't it yes mataji so It the common the material attachment yeah yeah material huh? attachment bond the common bond is krishna not like there's no other uh, uh, this thing so that's why where krishna is the love is there Ah, so that is why uh, we cannot imitate. We cannot do the same with the those who don't love Krishna. Yes, 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 Mataji. I just wanted a little bit emphasis on this point because, and then, like you said, everybody uh, kind of faces this, so it's okay. Uh, this shows to us that we should uh, we should be careful. Like often we hear, give our association to them, you know, but do yeah. not take from yeah. them because that will upset our mind, you know. Yeah. so uh, yes mataji but thank you so much for uh, emphasizing on uh, bharat maharaj uh, you know like uh, being deviated and uh, like he was so exalted and you mentioned that you know in such a exalted person uh, his father was so exalted that he was uh, diverted and then the solution you gave in the end saying that uh, you know we have to consult if we get attached to an animal or something then best is uh, when we go our, our senses mind intelligence going in one direction and then you know then then the krishna consciousness is happening mechanically okay we have to do the rounds we've done the rounds again back to the same material thing you know so then we have to mm. we have to make sure we consult devotees say that this is going on this is where i'm involved you know so that way uh, mm. devotees will like you know krishna unke man mein hai to wo to they will automatically divert us towards uh, 
you know that you should not spend too much time or like that and mataji one point you were mentioning about the dog right keeping a dog in the house so what happens is in india yeah. it is still uh, feasible possible you know doable because what happens is in america you know the climate is very um, you know the weather keeps changing it's very open and lot of like wind blowing and things like that like the climate is like not uh, uh, because wow. it's very open open here so you know suddenly the winds will come suddenly cold front will come so and suddenly mm. then it will become hot also that's one thing secondly we a uh, lot of like even in our neighborhood lot of people have these railings you know they put the railing only because the, the dog comes out to do his potty and all that stuff which they pick up with the paper and then the, the dog always stays inside the house so that is so bad i mean you know the animals stay inside the house you know and also i've seen mm. like some devotees are so attached uh, you know even on the facebook i see they are so attached uh, to dogs you know the dog is coming on the bed sleeping with them they kissing the dog you know things like that something like that if we do to a cow it's a totally different thing you know because cows so dear, dear to krishna but uh, here yeah. in america yeah, it's not possible to leave the dog outside just like in india we can still leave right the dog outside because sometimes yeah. they have the servant quarter but or something uh, the kennel you know uh, you have a kennel no you can have uh, if you uh, heat it and all that they can't stay there i've hardly seen any kennel uh, thing here but yes if they have like a closed porch kind of a thing you know then sometimes the dog will mm. but practically at night or evening they are in all inside the house you know uh, that's how the system mm. is made outside they just go to do their you know nature's call that's